Hello, my name is Lavina Ray, the new chair of NSH's awards committee, and I will be hosting the second season of NSH's podcast series, Awards Cast. In this series, recipients of various NSH awards and scholarships will discuss the projects these scholarships have funded and share some of the life-changing opportunities they have encountered as a result of their involvement in the scholarship program. In this podcast episode, Debbie Wood, the 2017 recipient of this scholarship, and Dave Davis, the 2018 recipient, will discuss Dave's work in Ghana. They will share their advice for how to get into international histology, as well as challenging yet rewarding experiences they have had working abroad. I'll now turn it over to Debbie. I'm Debbie Wood. I'm currently the program director for the IU School of Medicine Histotechnology program. I've you know, volunteered for the NSH in a few positions. I was former chair of uh, credentialing. I'm on the education committee. And most recently, though, I was a 2017 winner of the Lee Luna International Travel Scholarship. And that has enabled me to do some amazing work for a leprosy hospital in Nepal. Today, I'm here with Dave Davis. He's a longtime NSH member and the 2018 winner of the Lee Luna Foreign Travel Scholarship. Over the years, uh, Dave's contributions to the advancements of histotechnology around the world has been amazing. He does work in countries such as Ethiopia and Haiti, and most recently work in Ghana, where he's putting his scholarship funds to use to help plan Western Africa International Histology Congress. So Dave, welcome. And what can you tell us a little bit about how you got started doing international histology work? Well, I guess to back up just a little bit, I've been a member of NSH since 1984. Actually, back in 1984, I was in the military. I was stationed at the Research Institute of Infectious Diseases. Uh, When I reported in, I was a medical technologist. And they said, well, you know, we don't really need a medical technologist. I said, "Well, well, that's great. I'm not sure what I'm going to do then. And they gave me a couple of options, and one was histology. Didn't even know what histology was. So I said, yeah, give me a little time on that one. And I looked it up, and I found out that uh, down, the, down the road in Maryland was uh, Lee Luna and his people. I was fortunate enough to get involved with them, and that's how I got into histology. And I ran the lab at the USAMRID and then the University of Colorado about uh, 20 years ago. I guess 2001. They needed histologists in Madagascar. Pathologists overseas were sending pathologists to Madagascar, and they were having trouble reading the slides, and they, they were sort of at a point where they needed help. That was my first experience. Pathologists overseas sent me to Antananarivo, Madagascar, in 2001, and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. And in and out of about, well, I think something like 60 countries I've been in and out of. And I went to Greece, uh, Libya, uh, Spain, Germany, uh, just in the Middle East and, and Saudi Arabia. And I've been to Uganda, things in Costa Rica. I've put on three different congresses here. So how did you get involved in this particular project in Ghana? In Vancouver, a group of us gave a presentation about international involvement. A lady from Nigeria and a couple people from the States and Ken Urban, he was involved with that. Anyway, when we gave it, it was a keynote speaker uh, presentation, and one of the people in the crowd actually was from Ghana. She uh, uh, relayed that information to another histologist working in Maryland who's from Ghana and was trying to, to create a lab in Ghana for the people of Western Africa. 
and she actually flew out to Denver and uh, spent a couple days with me. So that's kind of how it all started. And then I, uh, little by little, gave her some equipment to set up a lab. How did this last visit over there go? Well, they wanted uh, more classes. We About two years ago, we put on a congress here and had about 100 people from Nigeria and Ghana. So they said, well, when are you going to do another class? And everybody was pressing to do that. So, okay, we're going back in October again to set up that uh, Congress. And, and hopefully we're going to invite Western Africa, probably Nigeria, Togo, Benin, uh, the Ivory Coast, and Ghana we're, we're looking at. And also uh, I've got good contacts and people I know in Ethiopia and Tanzania. We're going to invite them over. Hopefully they come. But another project that I'm working on with ASCP is in the Congo. They're trying to set up a, a lab in the capital of Democratic Republic of, of the Congo. And I, I'm a little hesitant about that right now. I'm waiting for the Ebola problem to go away. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it does. But also... I may be going back to Rwanda to help at the military hospital there within the next year. That's kind of the, the next year for me anyway. Yeah. You know, I bet a lot of people could help with classes. What type of classes exactly did you give? Were these like very basic entry-level technical yeah. classes or? Mostly basic. They have to learn the basics first. What's fixation do? What's the processing do? You know, on the steps, sometimes you need to adjust their, their, their procedures a little bit for better results. The big problem I see overseas is a lot of people have learned on the job and from somebody else who maybe has a bad habit or two, and then they learn that bad habit and they maybe don't ever really learn a little better way of doing it. Not saying correct way, but, but a better way. So I give a lot of basic classes so they really can understand the chemistries and things and, and really the reason why we need to do certain things. I do give manual IHC class. Ghana's getting more and more into immunos. They see the need for immunohistochemistry, and I says, yeah, that confirms a lot of things, you know, rather than trying to guess. And it's a good, sometimes intelligent guess, but it's a guess. And sometimes yeah. HCs can confirm some of that a little better. On the procedures that they do in these countries like Ethiopia and, and Ghana, do they use the same type of reagents that we use in the United States, or are you having to find different substitutions for things? Well, you, when you go in, you got to be kind of creative sometimes. Most generally, it's a hematoxin, but various types of hematoxin, and eosin, various types of eosin. But you, sometimes you have to see what they have for reagents, what their capabilities are, what they can re replace once they've used something up. They can't make a phone call like we can in the United States, and the next day probably have a supply of reagent. Uh, it may take them two to three months. So you got to be a little creative and see what they have and then work on that. I, I went to Phnom Penh in Cambodia, and the French had actually taught those people more histology, and they were using actually their saffron instead of eosin. It looks a little different. Don't Personally, I don't care for it too much, but that's what the French are used to. you got to be able to adjust according to what they have and what their pathologist wants, really. So there's, so there's some adjustment on your side, too. Very interesting. Very helpful. Um, so you've been working internationally for quite a while. What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen internationally in histology over your years? Well, you know, they're becoming more automated because uh, as we buy new equipment here in the United States, and same way in Europe, when they, as they buy new equipment, the old equipment, they're still usable, and they've been sending it overseas, and a lot of these labs overseas have been picking up some of this automated equipment. So 
uh, they're stepping up to automation. Other than that, I, I don't see still a lot of schools internationally, and that's a problem. You know, Debbie, one time I got with you on possibly setting up a school in Libya, but uh, just the political situation there just not good. In fact, the, the government was going to give me a big classroom, fantastic location, but not safe. And maybe another country, I don't know. Yeah, I'm open to that. I'd love to do that. Yeah, We've me got too. got the capabilities, so. And you, you've got the interest internationally, so do I. You want to go to Ghana? Actually, Dave, I had a, had a student last year, a graduate um, of our associate degree program from Ghana. She said she'd take me there and we could stay with her family. <laughs> Fantastic. She was wanting me to set up a lab over there, so I'll have to tell her about your work that you're doing. We've got a, a lot of equipment and storage because we didn't need it all. So maybe we can do something. I'll hook you up with her. <laughs> okay, good. No, that, that's how things happen. You, you know that. Okay. So what would your hope for the future of histology internationally be? Well, I'd like to see more people get involved in it uh, through the NSH or ASCP or some organization to help, you know, use their talents and go overseas and do some training. That sounds amazing. Uh, and I know when people hear your talk today, they're going to want to know and get involved as well. So do you have any suggestions that can help people get involved um, or even to donate to these international projects? Well, it's, it's, it's not easy, to tell you the truth. As you well know, you've been overseas. We need equipment. Any equipment that you think in the back room of your lab, you know, try to share it with somebody. Try to give it. A lot of people can use these things. But to get involved, you know, stay, stay tuned with NSH. There's a lot of projects out there, and everybody's got something to contribute. You may think you don't know a lot, but you do. You can share what you have, you know, then it's, that's the big thing. You got to want to share. You've got to do some planning on your own. So, and if somebody's interested, contact me, and I've got a list of things that you can go through as far as how to go about it, what you need to think about before uh, going or communic the communication with the, the people in the, the whatever country you may be going to. Not always easy getting around. So those of you that want to go out there and do some of these things, be ready for different foods. <laughs> well, that, yeah. I, food I, I don't lost three pounds on my base camp trek. But <laughs> <laughs> I no, call but my base camp diet. I like that. <laughs> different types of transportation. Not always easy. The uh, sleeping accommodations isn't always great, but it's still an adventure. And that's what I gained from it. You know, I, hopefully I'm helping those people and training them and, and giving them some of my knowledge. And I don't know it all, but I, I know a few things so I can sh share with them. There's a downside. So if you're, if you're willing to accept that, then you're the person. Go. Go do it. Uh, let me know. I can help. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing everything. It's very interesting. We look forward to hearing more about your travels the rest of the year. Well, I'm going to be writing an article for NSH. I've got a lot of pictures and things, so if anybody's interested, keep tuned. Thanks, everybody, for uh, helping me through the years. Thank you very much, Dave. Debbie, I hope you continue doing it, too. How was your trip to uh, Nepal? Yes, Nepal. It was really, really good. Um, I went there in October and met with the Leprosy Trust office in Kathmandu and the chief operations officer for the leprosy hospital and then the doctor that we brought over for training. 
and we set up the logistics of shipping the reagents and did a layout of where all the equipment was going to go in the lab. I'm actually going to go back hopefully here in a few weeks or a month and uh, finish the setup. They're waiting on the reagents to arrive now, but all the equipment made it finally and Good. it's unpacked and they are on the floor happy. But it'd be nice to see you in Ghana. All right. You can come to Nepal. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I, lo- I haven't been there. I'd love to go there. <laughs> oh, I think my favorite country. I love the mountains. So 